In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. If there is a worse sin than a spiritual authority who leads one under his care away from Christ and the Christian faith, it's hard to think of one. So severe is the offense and so great its punishment that our Lord says that it is better for one who does such a thing that a great millstone be fastened around his neck and he be cast into the depths of the sea. Those who lead believers into unbelief have set themselves against the will of the Father in heaven. For as Christ says, it is not the will of my Father that any of these little ones should perish. And by little ones, Christ means not only children, though they are certainly included and even indicated by that child that he has placed in the midst of the disciples, but by little ones, he means all who have been called by his gospel into his church, all who are cleansed by the washing of baptism, whom he feeds with his body and blood, and whom he forgives by the word of his holy absolution. It is, of course, Christ himself who has made all the believers, these little ones as he calls them, his own by placing them into his church. And it is, of course, Christ, who is the ultimate spiritual authority in his church. Nevertheless, Christ does delegate this authority to others on this earth, others who are answerable to Christ for their conduct in their office. And so the dire warnings that Christ speaks in today's text he speaks to those whom he has placed in their office as a spiritual authority. And so these warnings are for us whom Christ has called to be pastors, whom he has given to oversee the spiritual well-being of little ones who are gathered into a congregation. But it is also for those of you who are teachers, especially those in a Lutheran day school as we operate here at Bethany, for you have been given spiritual authority over those children whom you teach. And these warnings are especially for you fathers and husbands who are spiritual heads in your households. And for you mothers who have been given spiritual charge over the children that God has, been, that God has given to you. In the first place, those of you who are in spiritual authority must know that temptations that are dangerous to faith are sure to come from the world, not only to you, but also to those who are under your spiritual care. Woe to the world for temptations to sin, for it is necessary that temptations come. So be on your guard, lest you be taken by surprise and you or those under your care fall into a snare of the devil. And you are already aware and familiar with many of these wicked temptations of the world. You know that it hates God's gifts of babies, God's gift of marriage, God's gift of order, and the like. 
you have no need that I should tell you about such things. But not only be on guard against the temptations that come from the world, but even more to the point from the text today, watch yourself, lest you be the cause of temptation to one of Christ's beloved little ones, lest you tempt them and lead them away from the faith and into unbelief. So if your hand or your foot or your eye causes you to sin, rip them off and cast them away. Now Christ is not here advocating for literal dismemberment, but what he means is that you ought to get rid of those things that might tempt you away from the faith and even more dire, get rid of those things that might cause you to lead one of these little ones who believes in him away from Christ. So what sorts of things do you do that would lead those under your spiritual charge to doubt Christ and the faith? If you teach those under your charge that money and comfort of living are more to be valued than receiving the riches of Christ, that he gives through his word and sacrament, then you are in danger of leading them astray. If you passively allow those under your charge to consume media that causes them to doubt the truthfulness of Christ and his word, then you are in danger of leading them astray. If you fail to correct them and call them to repentance when they fall into sin, you're in danger of leading them away from Christ but if you then teach them that your forgiveness and reconciliation must be earned rather than freely given, then you are also in danger of leading them away from Christ. As Christ says, to, mu to whom much has been given, much will be required. Those who have been placed under your spiritual care are a gift from God himself. So take heed to yourself and unto those whom you are given to oversee. But as much as the warning is given for those who are in positions of spiritual authority, there is also there in Christ's words today a warning for us, and that means all of us who are under spiritual authority. Though we ought to respect our spiritual authorities as those whom Christ has placed over us, we must always remember that Christ and his word are the ultimate spiritual authority. They are not only the ultimate spiritual authority over us, but Christ and his word are the ultimate spiritual authority that govern even those in authority over us. Our human spiritual authorities might lead us astray Christ clearly states that possibility in the gospel reading from Matthew for today. So it is incumbent on us all to know the word of God, to consume scripture as we would a morsel of sweet honey. If we are led astray by earthly spiritual authorities into unbelief, their sin will be visited upon their necks with weights heavier than millstones but we are not thereby acquitted. 
even to those who are only under spiritual authority, much has been given through faith. All who are under spiritual authority have received through faith forgiveness, they have received life, and you have received salvation. And you have received the gift of God's word itself through the preaching of the gospel and through the prophetic and apostolic scriptures. To whom much has been given, much will be required. You are required to submit to your authorities on earth, but even greater is your requirement to submit to Christ and his word. Respect and submit to your earthly spiritual authorities, but do it with uh, discernment. Just as the Bereans searched the scriptures diligently to verify what was preached even by the Apostle Paul to be true. For Christ has instituted spiritual authority on earth for this purpose, that those whom he has called into his church by his gospel would be guarded from temptations to abandon the faith, that they would remain in the faith and receiving the forgiveness of sins. Spiritual authority on earth does not exist for its own sake. It does not seek to be domineering, and it is never heavy-handed for its own sake. If it is heavy-handed, it is for the sake of those who are under authority that they would be kept in the true faith, which grants eternal life for the sake of Christ by the forgiveness of sins. And this is why, in addition to guarding Christ's little ones from worldly temptations and charging spiritual authorities not to be the cause of temptation, Christ has also given those in spiritual authority another task. He has given them to forgive sins. But this is not only for those who are under their care, but also for those who are their equals, for their brothers in the faith. And this forgiveness of sins is not limited uh, for distribution to those who have been placed in spiritual authority, but so great is this gift that Christ has given it to his whole church, that we might forgive one another, even as God in Christ forgave us. The forgiveness of sins is the reason the other task, tasks of the spiritual overseer are so important. For if a little one is led away from the faith, then they are led also away from the forgiveness of sin in Christ and therefore salvation. Not only that, but the forgiveness of sins indeed is the chief way that Christ the shepherd and overseer of all of our souls deals with us. He humbles himself not only to the point of that child that he placed in front of the disciples, but he humbles himself all the way to the point of the cursed death on the cross, becoming sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God. He seeks out his lost sheep, and places us back with the 99 rejoicing. And he does administer authority over us, but precisely to keep us in his fold, receiving forgiveness while the angels in heaven rejoice.
so too does he rejoice and the angels rejoice when we extend the forgiveness that we receive from Christ to one another, especially as those to whom he has given charge over his sheep use their authority to keep his little ones in the flock, receiving forgiveness and life. There may not be a worse sin than the spiritual overseer who abuses his power to lead Christians into unbelief. But there is no greater rejoicing in heaven than when you, Christ's little ones, receive his forgiveness and are kept safe in his fold until the day of everlasting life. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.